College football is back in the biggest, most epic kickoff weekend ever. Top-ranked teams and top-tier matchups. We have as good an opening week slate of games than I can ever remember. Number 20 USC takes on the top-ranked defending champion Crimson Tide. Number 10 Notre Dame faces Texas. And number 11 Ole Miss battles the fourth-ranked Seminoles. The road to the college football playoff starts. Labor Day weekend on ABC, ESPN, and streaming live on the ESPN app. And watch ESPN. Hey, how we doing, Dodger fans? Your first place Dodgers win two series this week versus two of the better teams in the National League. We'll talk all about that and look forward to the upcoming week all tonight on Dodgers Rap 360. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. One thing I can tell you is you got to be free. Come together. <laughs> yeah. And who's coming together right now is the Dodgers. Like crazy. Your first place Dodgers at 73 and 57. Two games up on the Giants. You got to like what they're doing. You got to. They're, they're, I mean, they're holding stuff together with, you know, <laughs> gum and sticks and rubber bands and... You know, making it work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, guys, welcome to another edition of Dodgers Rap 360 alongside Hunter Marks and Joshua Gershon. I am Mike Conley. Thanks for tuning in with us, gang. Uh, guys, why don't you let people know, just start off, get it out of the way, where they can reach you on social media, just in case you want to get us in touch with us during the show. Sure, I am Huntsman on Instagram and on Twitter, uh, Hunter underscore Marks, KS at the end. I am uh, Joshua Gershon. You can find me at Twitter and Instagram it at Gersh13. Love that, love that. So guys, tweet them during the show if you have anything you want to steer the conversation in a different direction than it's going. Also hit us up if you can get the answer to this question. What happened at Chavez Ravine 50 years ago today? August 28, 1966. <laughs> so guys, chew on that. We'll come back to it at the end of the show. There's already been a hint in this show regarding what that could be. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so the Dodgers win today one nothing. You gotta love it. Their second one nothing win of the week. They beat a Cubs team, which is the best team <laughs> in the National League. But and they do it behind Brock Stewart, who, who was, gives a very game yeah, effort today. Was amazing today. Two hits, five innings, eight strikeouts. Had what six strikeouts in a row at one point. It's just keeping the Cubs off balance all game, or you know, all for, for all those five innings anyway. Yeah, <laughs> and that's not an easy Cubs lineup to get through. You, they got potent, not. potent hitters there, and he really just showed some good stuff today. Showing he was really striking guys out. So. Well, that is the, why they have, uh, you know, the top top team in the NL as far as record goes. But you know, um, I it's it's great that they were able to take two out of three from the Cubs, right? Obviously, no Kershaw. But even no Kenta Maeda, who, which is, who has been your, you know, second most consistent guy, you know, or like most consistent guy in the post-Kershaw injury type situation. Uh, so he goes, what did he go, five five innings today? Five innings, only 80 pitches. 80 pitches, so that was odd. Did you, were you surprised they, they pinch it for him and he'd come up for the sixth? I, at first I was a little shocked until I realized that in the top of the sixth you had Chris Bryant, Rizzo, and uh, Zorbis coming back up, and, you know, yeah, it's hard to fool these Cubs hitters that many times. I mean, this is a strong lineup. What they have? What four of the uh, three of the top eight guys in RBIs? Oh wow, something, something like that in the National League. Yeah, it's hard to fool this team. So it was one of these. He's looking good. You know, the fifth inning was was not. It was his hardest 
inning by far to get through. So it was one of these things where, well, can he really fool them a third time? Right. So maybe you throw something different at him. You know, they brought in Chavez, who got in a little bit of trouble, and Dayton and Adrian Gonzalez made a hell of a catch to get him out of that, that, that jam. That huge. So, Oof. you know, that was that was Aegon, gold glove first baseman, you know, was showing you why. So that was a huge play. Yeah, I mean, you, you know how many times I remind you and thank you uh, for that trade. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that the Red Sox were able to dump the quarter billion in the payroll off of the Dodgers. But that's the one guy that was, like, painful to see go, you know? And that was the one guy the Dodgers wanted the most. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it makes sense. You know, he's a Mexican dude. He's playing in southern L.A. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, southern California, but it just makes sense. You know, and uh, you know you can always pen him in for two ninety five. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, twenty five bombs. You know, he started off a little slow, but now he's really coming on. You know, hundred RBIs and Gold Glove first base, and that was huge. Yeah, that was huge. You know, not not to go notice that what really impressed me with Brock also today's win is going up against John Lester, right? Who is an as we all know an incredibly tough pitcher and probably loves moments like these coming to Dodger Stadium on the road up for a big game like this. He knows we're in first place. We know they're killing it. And the fact that he outdueled him throwing 80 pitches in five innings, like, wow, great game. Yeah. And, and the odd way that Dodgers won this one without the benefit <laughs> of a hit in that eighth inning. Yeah. Just know? hustle. Pure hustle. Although I, Seager. I argue that Kendrick should have had a hit in an air. That's true. I do yeah. argue that. but Agon's actually said that in his post. Yeah. He should really have. A, that was like, thank you, Trevor Cahill, for yeah. like, airmailing that ball yeah. <laughs> into right field. So that was huge. And then, uh, you know, that play at second base, what is Baez thinking, you know? Yeah. You've got to go through your pre-pitch reads and be like, okay, i got Agons at the plate, yeah. slow, one of the slower players on the Dodgers. <laughs> In the then, league. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then i got, you know, Sega on first, who's fast. Well, know? I think they were playing the fact that the Agons at pull hitter. And not, not to excuse this, it's definitely a mental mistake and a lack of communication between them, but he was playing a little bit on the infield closer to first base, which is obviously a longer run to second. But at the same time, as Corey Seager just, again, this guy, second year in the league, playing like a veteran, pure hustle second base, and he, that made the difference in the game. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, you're playing the guy to pull, so you're in a shift with Agons, you know? So Zobris is that far away from the base. you got to, as Baez, know that's your situation. Yeah. Know how that's your line and say, ground ball to me, I'm going to first base. And then Zorbris help, should help out as a veteran, should be helping out the young player and pointing to first base. Like yeah, everybody should be yelling, one, yeah, one, one, one. Yeah, yeah, you know, you got to help him out, too. I mean, by, he's a second-year player, right, Baez? Yeah. yeah, so you got to help him out a little bit, too. But still, I mean. <laughs> it was know, a mental I, I, yeah. I, I haven't played the major leagues in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that in Italy. Come on now. Oh, but hey, was, we'll take it. Yeah. I, I figure it's a makeup for us kind of blowing that game on Friday. So. <laughs> oh, man. And, uh, you know, you, you saw how uh, how Kenley took that. He, he, was, he oh, took it hard. Yeah, he, yeah, he took that Because he came out with a vengeance on Saturday. Yeah. And uh, they used him today. So three straight days. Yeah. He, need, he needs yeah, a break. He needs a rest. Yeah. yeah he needs, definitely who, needs a break gonna tomorrow. Who's going to be in the closer role tomorrow, I wonder? Libertor, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of your best back-end guy, I think, besides Kenley, so... Yeah, but he's a lefty, though, and that's so valuable when you need to get well, a tough lefty out. But you got, you got Dayton, who's who pitched really well today. That's true. So, you know, I actually really like Dayton. I like what I've seen from him so far. He hits, you know, he hits about 94, hits 75 on his curve. Yep. You know, this, this is a good change of pace for a lefty coming in there. Yeah. So, I do, I do like so far what we've seen. I know he's given up a couple long balls, and that's really where he's only gotten hurt, because his whip's like .7... Like point seven zero, so right. he has a low whip. It's just yeah, he's you know 
If you're around the plate, you're going to get taken deep. Yeah, exactly. You know, it happens to Kershaw, too. Very rarely do you rally on Kershaw. It's usually just someone hits a bomb. Right. You know. Right. Oof, I'll tell you. Um, you got you got to love, uh, they take two out of three. Yesterday's was a very tight affair. Dodgers <laughs> winning three to two. Seager, the kid's a stud, hits his 23rd. That's Dodger record. Home runs by a shortstop yeah. in a season beating. Uh, guy from the 30s, right? That's right. <laughs> I forget his name, but I just I know it's a guy from I know it was from like nineteen thirty six or something. Glenn Wright. That's right. Everybody. Uh and behind another sparkling performance by a rookie starting pitcher too, in uh Julio Urias. And this kid just every time out it gets better and gets better and gets better. Yeah. And he's unbelievable. I mean he that first inning he struggled and after that first inning he was lights out. Yeah. After that I mean, first inning I was like Oh, maybe he's not getting better this time. Uh, no, <laughs> but then he was. Yeah, and then he just—he was lights out. Did he give up? Yeah, he. I mean, he gave up a couple singles here and there. I think after that first inning, but he, he was, was in control for most. Yeah, of the he game. was he lights was... out after that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very efficient, and that's one of the things he needs to yeah. be working on after that first inning. He goes six strong, uh, only allowing the one earned run. Eight Ks, two walks, scattering six mm-hmm. hits. Ninety-four pitches he throws. Thirty-one of those in the first inning. <laughs> so he went five innings. Pitching, oh math, sixty three pitches. Yeah, that's. But that tells you how much how much in control he was after that first inning. Kind of just like really kind of setting the pace there. You think? And you know, yeah, I I I do think especially if he's going six innings after that first that rough first one. So, but I think it's impressive too. I can't wait to see this kid next year after a full season in the major leagues and what these numbers are going to be like. Well, I mean, they're definitely going to be rookie of the year numbers, you would think. Oh yeah. Unless unless he winds up pitching too much this year to qualify. Which we we never know. Oh 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 oh! To qualify yeah, yeah. as a rookie sorry, this yeah, year, yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. That's true. He probably is. He probably yeah. is going to be a rookie this year. And then that then then it's like your rookie of the year candidates are kind of all from the Dodgers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got yeah. Seager, the front runner. You got, you got Kenta. Yeah. And you got you, you got have who I look. Uh, I was looking at some stats since facing the Cubs. You know that where he got a little hammered. Right. Uh, he's had a two point nine three ERA. He has 63 strikeouts in 55 innings Wow! since that second outing. And, you know, so maybe that trial by fire, we talked about it on the show, where he never looked bad. Yeah, he got hit. He got hit a little bit, but he never looked awful. Like, he, Stewart looked awful in that second start, Brock Stewart, you know. Yeah. He never looked like that. And it was, you know, maybe that trial by fire was what was best for him because now he's putting it together. He's won three straight. Yeah. You know, he looks amazing right now. He's striking guys out, walking, walking, walking a lot less. less. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's really a case of, I think that they just felt like this is a kid that can survive this trial by fire. Yeah. You know, because cause of his makeup and who he is. And, you know, it, it's funny because a lot of people were thrown off by, like, that malignant mass in the back of his eye and stuff. And like, oh, this guy's half blind. We yeah. can't draft this kid. You know, and the Dodgers obviously weren't scared away from that. And he's got a great line. He's like, I have no left eye, but God, <laughs> God gave me a great left eye. <laughs> you know, and... uh and you know it was just—it's just great, and he's just got great perspective. And it, I think a lot of it has to be with dealing with that. You know, well, as a kid dealing with that type of adversity, you know, as a young man, just makes you mature that much more. You yeah. know, quicker, and and like it's showing in the way this guy pitches, and it's just—you know—it's a—it's a—it's a lesson for all you kids out there. You know, if you think that's got something that's holding you back, boom. 
you overcome that, you have no idea what that can do for the rest of your yeah, life. I like that. I, I like where you're going with this. The idea of it kind of toughens him up, toughens him up, and like really prepares him for like the rigors of a major league player. Definitely. I hadn't thought about that, but it's definitely a unique perspective that uh, I'm getting behind. That's <laughs> all I bring here, Hunter. Is unique perspective. You know, this is. Uh, for a while, we were throwing around uh, unique perspectives, Raptor 60. So <laughs> decided to go with Dodgers Raptor 60. But, you made uh, the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, um, also helping himself with a line drive single in that game, yeah. too. You know, that, that was great. And Brock Stewart getting his first career hit today. Right. He got his first career hit. Off John Lester, no less. And the first hit of the game for the Dodgers. <laughs> Craziness. I still think we're the best hitting team for pitchers in baseball. I thought we were last year with Kershaw, Granke, and all those guys hitting. And I still think that this year, especially with all the new names. So. Well, Bum, oh, Bumgarner's the best <laughs> hey, hitting Dodgers pitcher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you can't deny the guy who's hitting home runs as a pitcher left and right. Yeah. The Mets got some good guys, too. Full yeah, they do. Fork and rake. Yeah. Uh, but... I like your homerism. It's all good. <laughs> Always welcome here on the Dodgers show. It's all show. positive vibes. <laughs> <laughs> also, after Saturday's game, Dodgers uh, reach... Three million in attendance for the fifth straight year. Yeah, it's funny how they always come in after the second inning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I said it, guys. I'm at the games. I see it. I know you're there too. (laughs) And (laughs) all at work be an excuse, but still. (laughs) By the fifth inning, it's a packed house. (laughs) Which uh, which do you guys? Which Cubs games you guys go to? Uh, I did not get to go to one uh, this, but I did go to the. I was well. I was supposed to go to the Tuesday Giants game, but. uh, some stuff popped up for my wife and I. We weren't able to go, uh, but uh, it was probably better as I'm like one in nine this year in games I've attended. <laughs> so stay away, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> and the only game I won was one Kershaw pitched in. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> oh man, I've, I missed the Cubs series myself, but I was home watching on my couch, which is also one of my favorite places. <laughs> so it's just as fun as being at the game, and a lot less che- and a lot cheaper too, by the way. <laughs> Right. Uh, They dropped it, uh, you know, you kind of mentioned it a little bit on Friday's game uh, on that pass ball, you know. So Ruiz comes in. Yeah, let's talk about that game in a little bit. But the trade this week. Yeah. AJ Ellis and a minor league pitcher whose name I forget. Yeah. What's his name? It's unimportant because he's never going to make it to the majors anyway. So. I know. <laughs> I mean, I think he was second in the California League in strikeouts. I mean, he did something there. You know, it's, it's, it, it's always tough to lose lose a fan favorite and, and such a, a great person by all accounts like AJ Ellis, just like the consumer professional, great interviewer, and just an all-around good guy. I guess I guess for me, the thing with the trade that, that I'm a little confused about is really the, the timing of it. Um, we're winning. We just beat Cincinnati. We took two from the Cubs. Uh, you know, I just, the timing was a little odd to me, but I'm also, I know we've touched upon this before, I'm not really sold on, like, chemistry between the lot the club, clubhouse almost all the time because there's plenty of people who've not gone along in one World Series. It's just the timing of, of tr- trading him now I was a little confused about. But overall, Ruiz is a better player defensively and offensively. So we're gonna. I'm personally going to miss AJ from a fan perspective, but I understand why they did it. Yeah, I'd say offensively he is. I don't know about defensively. AJ's a pretty good defensive catcher. And, um, and AJ's really good with the pitchers. Yeah, you he's know? really good. And that kind of goes into defense for me. Anything yeah. that's not hitting is like <laughs> how you handle pitches, how you call a game, that all kind of for a catcher comes on the Do you think overall this is like Ruiz is a, a positive addition over, over AJ? Then? I mean, it's like almost a push as far as clubhouse presence because Ruiz is a good clubhouse <laughs> presence too. But Ellis, I mean, the dude is Kershaw's caddy. Yeah. And I mean, he, he, you know, 
to not consult Kershaw on such a thing, mm. it, it's it's a little well. Remember what I said early on in the season. I wouldn't be surprised if this ownership group didn't bring Kershaw back when his when he opts out. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> How could they do that? They can't do that. Uh, you never know. Let's save that conversation. <laughs> yeah, now, we don't like to <laughs> think about that. We like to think about being in first place. <laughs> okay, uh, people light him up. Curse <laughs> thirteen on Twitter. Tell him not to talk. We, keep it to yourself, Kershaw. Not being a Dodger, we don't want to hear that. But I think I think one of the most heartbreaking stories I heard after the trade was the tender moment between AJ and and uh, Kershaw, where and they heard, cried. They yeah. had a little. They had a moment together because they are best friends. It's on record that they're best friends, and but they had a little moment together because you don't see that too often in sports so. yeah i think <laughs> the, sweet thing. i think the timing is really just to kind of mm-hmm. maybe bring up the point you did um it's really they just kind of look at how bad they have versus left-handed hitters you yeah. know yeah and it's like they look at around their uh you know roster on guys that they can improve you know and it's like you get a guy like uh ruiz who's like a korea 275 hitter versus lefties you know versus AJ, who's like a career 235 hitter versus lefty. So, you know, that that's a chance to, you know, he's still going to not get more starts than Grandal. He's going to yeah. be that second catcher. Right. He'll be a positive guy, but he'll be a better bat off the bench for them, no doubt. Oh, no, I agree. And, and Ruiz does have World Series experience. Which is good, you know. He brings sure. that in, and and also when he was in the World Series, crushed it. Wait, the Phillies won a World Series? Oh yeah, eighty 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 one. Oh no, it was it was post Mike Schmidt. Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> it was the uh, Oh three. Oh yeah. So you know it it was it's it's and he and he he was he was another one who had that he had a big World Series. I remember. He think he hit three sixty in that World Series. Mm-hmm. And so he does bring that caliber, you know, that kind of player. You know, you get a little bit more experience there yeah. and. So you a know. guy that can rise to the occasion when the lights are bright. Yeah. How do you think AJ Ellis felt when he was like when he woke up and he was in first place, and then when he went to bed he was in last place team? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. AJ, if you're listening, tweet this kid. Like, you, know, like, you know, I uh, feel for him, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm in first place. Fuck, I'm in last place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's tough. That's tough. But uh, at the same time, I think Ellis can owe a lot to still being. In the majors to Clayton Kershaw, no question. We're getting signs as checks. Just yeah. kidding, no question. <laughs> it, what was kind of funny to me is that you know it seemed like when they did the Puig demotion, it seemed like team chemistry and clubhouse atmosphere <laughs> yeah, got was a higher priority <laughs> than you know maybe performance or stats or whatever the numbers. But now. You know, you get rid of a clubhouse guy, yeah. you know, for a guy who hits lefties better, you know? And but, it's kind of But odd. at the same time, someone who is supposed to be a good clubhouse guy. So, I mean, granted, he doesn't have the chemistry with the Dodgers, but at least you're not bringing in a cancer into the team either just to hit left-handed pitching. Right. You're not going totally selling out, you know, to do that. And, off, and I mean, things might be different, too, if Austin Barnes were healthy as well, yeah. which he's not. Right. So, right. you know... They just yeah they just don't have a lot of options unless they want to bring Puig back up. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, the Mister Puig got put on revocable waivers today. Yes. So yes. if he passes through every team, when nobody claims him, that means the Dodgers could trade him as if it was pre pre thirty first July thirty first. <laughs> but 
Then explain to me, if someone claims them, they have a certain window to get a trade done? Yeah, they have 47 business hours. 47 business hours. To work hours. out a deal. So 9 to 6? Yeah, I know. It's, it's, 9 to 6. It was, it was one of those things that was just bizarre to me. Like In L.A., I think it's 10 to uh, <laughs> but, 7. And then, uh, you know, you, you can arrange a trade to that team. Okay. You can uh, rescind and keep the player. Or uh, you can do nothing and just let that team... Absorb the contract. Okay, okay. And if you do that, there is a waiver fee. I believe the Dodgers would have to pay. But you know that's why there is talk of still of Ryan Braun potentially coming to the Dodgers because he's got such a huge contract. Yeah. He's gonna he's clear waivers. He's still owed what yeah. I believe four years and seventy six million. Wow. I think something something in that neighborhood. Right. So no one's going to pick up that money and just take it. I except the Dodgers maybe. Right. But you're not going to have too many other teams. Doing it unless the Giants do it out of spite, just to make sure he doesn't go to the Dodgers or something like that, which right. you never know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, <laughs> that'd be interesting. I, 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 yeah, I don't see the Giants doing that. That's a lot of money. Yeah, it is a lot of money for a spite. Yeah, <laughs> but I see the Dodgers doing it. Yeah, and especially because he kills left-handed pitching. <laughs> yeah, and he kills left-handed pitching, and it's like if there's a, some room for improvement, it's kind of the outfield just because of how fluctuating. That, I mean, you look at third base, you got a stud there. Yeah. Shortstop, you got a stud there. First base, you got a stud there. Second base, you got a 37-year-old who's playing out of his mind. <laughs> you know? So it's like, and the guy that backs him up is a 32-year-old that can hit. Yeah. You know? So, um, but, you know, seeing, seeing uh, Howie... Somebody ran on him this year, on his, uh, like this week, and it was just like, oh, there could be a play at the plate. Nope, there's not. <laughs> he can't get it there. Yeah. So it's like more and more teams are going to be doing that on old Howie. I don't know how yeah, long I mean, he can survive he, as an outfielder. Yeah, he's playing serviceable, but now you're looking at the arm strength, and it's like when Carl Crawford was out there, right? You know, so that's <laughs> true. Um, so what do you like? Most likely for Puig, I would say they're not going to be able to work out a trade. So maybe someone's just going to be stuck with them. They'll put a claim and they'll just eat the contract and be gone. No, I think the Dodgers will pull them back. Yeah. Uh, I believe I believe someone will claim them. In fact, I think more than one team would try to claim them. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. And they're going to need it, his skill set. Yeah, and in that case, the team with the lesser record actually gets him. If right. more than one team puts the claim in. But then they have to... So they get the claim. Yeah. And then the Dodgers have that window that w- to work out the deal to work out the deal if they don't work out a deal then the Dodgers pull him back yeah right or they can let him walk which they won't let him walk they're not gonna let okay. him walk no, this, yeah. this, this Friedman's not gonna let someone like that just walk and get nothing from him in return yeah <laughs> but yeah because his contract isn't that bad right no, no, it's, it's what like very friendly 20 uh, he's, not he's already been paid most AAA. yeah um, five for twenty-five, I think, something like that. But it's only like what three more years? Two yeah. more years? Two more years? Two more years. So two, years. two at like five million a year? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, maybe two. <laughs> if the guy can get to his potential, yeah. he was paid mostly up front, I believe, from most yeah. of that contract. So, but yeah. but you know that's that's why more than likely a deal will be worked out in the off season. That's what I was thinking too. Why negotiate with one or two teams now when you can negotiate with all the teams in the off season? Yeah, kind of just like let that ride. Yeah, exactly. Where they can kind of set the terms. That seems to be more the way this ownership group goes although i joked with some friends that the way this ownership group views things because you know i joked that it's kind of viewed as like a hedge fund right this is the kind of group that would now that what seeger's all good they'll go out and trade him for like five relief pitching prospects (laughs) (laughs) you're killing me right now (laughs) terrible um so agon keeps raking today he had two more hits um did they give him a, no they didn't no, give him a hit on that it was, right. it, was, it, was, yeah, yeah. it was fielder's choice yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so still, still got the RBI though coming into today 
In his last 20 games, he was hitting 367 with seven homers and 23 RBIs. So, I mean, he got off to a slow stop. We were like, oh, is this going to be the beginning yeah. end for this guy? But no, he turned around. He's going to be at his, you well, know. Remember at the beginning of the year, I talked about how his swing looked so slow. And it seemed like he just needed some time to get in a rhythm. Like that's maybe he just needed some time to work and get back into, you know, a normal swinging rhythm. You know, as you get older, as we all know, it gets a little harder to do things. So maybe it takes you a little longer. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> if there's one thing we know about Adrian, he's a smart hitter. He knows yeah. how to work counts and go deep in the counts. And there's only a matter of time before, like, the ball started dropping where he wanted it. Yeah. And, and I was listening to Tony Gwynn Jr. after the game today, and he brought up a good point. Because Turner had a really bad at bat in that eighth Which inning. Which one? Oh, yeah. In the eighth <laughs> inning with that, when he struck out. It was not a good at bat either. And, you know, he's like, Gonzalez, you just, sometimes you just have to put the ball in play. Right, like just put it in play and see what happens. Yeah, you know, and and Turner, my issue with Turner is he loves that high fastball. He swings at it every time. Yeah, he does. That's his kryptonite. That high fastball. I and mean, the guy was throwing ninety seven today too. Yeah, in the eighth inning. So. <laughs> you know, and he and he, it was just yeah, you know. But Gonzalez went down o two, worked a couple balls. You know, he worked the count a little bit. Whereas Turner, five four pitches, four pitches, five pitches, he was done. Right. You know, and you don't. From a number three hitter, you don't want to see something like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jacques, that was rough. That was a rough. Oh eighth yeah, inning. Jacques. Yeah. Had, no, Jacques had two really bad at bats and a bad play in the field today. Yeah, <laughs> he, you know, he he almost <laughs> fell down today on a swing. <laughs> it was crazy. Like a couple, like three weeks ago, it looked like he was turning a corner. Yeah, it did. You know, yeah. and then now he's like one for his last twenty three <laughs> or something. You know, it's pretty crazy. Um, he's also like. Arguing with them, set like <laughs> strikes that are probably strikes. That was a strikeout. Yeah, that was a strike. he had one yesterday or oh, two days ago where he he griped and you know it was a strike as well. But. He threw that helmet down with vengeance. Well, clearly well, the umpire. T- today that ball looked low, but it was close enough. Right, close enough for your hack to look. Yeah, it was close enough. Got to be hacking. Yeah, got to be hacking. All right, now how about the last game in that Giants series? Unfortunately, <laughs> they, we couldn't get the sweep of the hated Giants, but Matt Moore was extraordinary. And maybe this is a, a different tact of how uh, the Giants are going to – you know how we talked about, oh, the, they pick up Matt Moore at the deadline. You know, we pick up Josh Reddick, who can't hit lefties. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then they pick up Matt Moore, who is – a lefty, yeah, and so now they have Matt Bomb and Matt Moore to throw it. So maybe this is a, a strategical tact by the Dodgers to let them no hit him, <laughs> no hit them until eight and two thirds. Then the man Sega <laughs> bloops it in. Terrible effort by the right fielder, by the way. And yeah, how do you not lay out for that ball? Right? How do you not lay out? Even if it goes to the wall, it's who cares? He hadn't been doing anything all day. He hadn't been working all day. He was just... I guess so. He was tight. (laughs) Watching watching that game, I really was like, I'm sorry. You need to lay out for that. You need to back up your pitcher at that point. You look at the last out before that span. Yeah. You know, and and I I thought when he got up and kind of was pounding, you know, touting his chest, poking his chest out at the Dodger fans, I'm like... I think you just cost your <laughs> karma's going to oh, get you, and you're going to cost you're yeah. going to cost your team that no that your pitcher that no hitter. Because right. you know, to me, in that situation, yeah, you made a great play, and he did. Spawn made a great play. It's like, but it's backing up your pitcher. Your pitcher's throwing a no hitter. It should it should be all about the pitcher, not about you. I made this great catch. <laughs> it should be about I'm helping my pitcher get this no hitter. Right. And I thought it was a Pagan was in right field. I think it was Pagan. I don't know who it was, but but he, he I, didn't lay out. No, it, I mean I don't think he would have made the play. But to me, in that situation, two outs, you're up 4 nothing. 
give it a shot, man. Just yeah. <laughs> do you think Morris had a talk with him in the, in the clubhouse? He's like, listen, man. I think Bochy just should have put on Sega. He just should have put him before. That's when I want. It was the, his bobblehead night. Yeah. He's obviously going to come through. See, that's when I want the guys mic'd up. That's when I want to hear them on mic. Oh, I would love that. I would love that. That'd be great. Um, so I mentioned that. Uh, the 1-0 win today was the second 1-0 win for the Dodgers this week. The first one was courtesy of one Rich Hill. Yeah. Finally pitching in a Dodgers uniform and getting his first win as a Dodger. And looking great. Yeah, great. great. Yeah. After all that rust, no walks. Six, six singles? He only gave up six singles. I don't even think a guy reached second base on him. Craziness. And he looked... He looked at... He was everything you wanted. Where with the A's, the reason he was so effective was... The he moves around on the mound a lot. Do you notice that? So the placement's always different, but he's always around the plate, and it, it's he's so it's he just has a very deceiving motion in yeah. general. So it's hard for guys to pick him up. And you and you mentioned it before when they traded for him that he kind of figured that out with the Red Sox, that he was kind of <laughs> yeah. he was kind of figuring that out. And you know if 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 Rich Hill can be Rich Hill, you know who he was before he got hurt. Yeah. I mean that's a legit one starter. Yeah. You know, so if Kershaw does come back and he's throwing a simulated game he Tuesday, he's throwing a sim game so, after a couple good bullpens. Yeah. So if Kershaw, <laughs> if Kershaw does come back, to me, one Kershaw's rested, so he might have to shake off a little rust. But now you have instead of Kershaw carrying the team the whole season, now you have a rested Kershaw going into the playoffs with oh. with Rich Hill. That's I'm very excited. That's about a that. pretty good one-two punch there. Not to <laughs> mention like that. I don't want to get too ahead of myself, <laughs> but that kind of mystique or aura a team has, a team that becomes a World Series team, you know, a team like the Giants has kind of had a monopoly on that in the NL West for the past <laughs> six or so seasons, yeah. you know? And it's like maybe there's a power shift happening, especially with the way the Dodgers won that one today. It's like, ooh, these guys are finding ways to win games, yeah, that- <laughs> even when they're not hitting the ball. It was a time where they didn't make the fundamental mistake. Right, <laughs> right, which is shocking. And it, it's very encouraging that it's – it happened to the Cubs, and yeah. this is a Cubs yeah. team that, you know, at time they, they look pretty shaky defensively. I mean, Chris Bryant, he made a nice play in left field today, but he's kind of a somewhat of a liability at third base defensively and the outfield. You know, he just the dude rakes, so yeah. he's obviously in there, uh, as we saw Friday <laughs> night with him hitting two bombs. And bombs, I mean, wow. <laughs> like, a- I, actually, Aegon's bomb was... Uh, that was one of those two where he got up and he got up in the seats on that one. That was what impressed me about Aegon. When I saw him banging that home run uh, Friday, it was just one of those ones where you're like, "That's Aegon. Oh. Like that's he's this he's back. This that's a that's Adrian Gonzalez right there." Definitely, and it seems like maybe JT's kind of quieting down a little bit, but now Aegon is is like, "All right, I'll take the mantle. You can be you know the third best hitter on the team now. I'll be you know first or second behind." Uh, Rookie of the year, Sega. Uh, I mean, should we just give it to him right now? Or and now he's an MVP candidate, yeah. pretty much. So I think it's safe to say he is the rookie of the year on lock. I mean, once Diaz got hurt and once Story got hurt, yeah. you know, it seemed like three finalists all shortstops. But now those guys are hurt. It's like and his WAR was a lot better than both those guys. Anyway, yeah. so his WAR was a lot higher. Yeah. Win, uh, wins above replacement for there you go. I love those saving <laughs> metrics. You yeah. know, I mean, we got to bone up on our saving <laughs> metrics. This is this is where the game is headed. You know, I'm kind of old school. It's, it's going to take a while for me. <laughs> but uh, 
one thing we don't want to uh, be remiss, so not only was there the Cubs series this week and the Giants series, but they had that odd wraparound where <laughs> they, you know, beat the Reds in that game where the ball was just flying out of there. Seven home runs? Yeah. And, like, <laughs> they went back-to-back twice. Yeah. The first time with two guys getting their uh, first Major League home run in Tolls and Sagan. Yeah. Amazing. It was nice to see, too. Just two guys who Tolls had a lot of off-field issues. You know, How impressive has he been, though, with this? Like, he has. Yeah, I, I, we, I agree. I mean, he's got speed. He plays a pretty good outfield. He's, you know, all he needs to do is find ways to get on base, you know. and Which he's been doing. Which, yeah. is, which he's doing fine of. And what's he, he's well over 300 now. And yeah, I think he's near 400. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of at-bats. But, yeah, right. I think he is nor, near 400. Yeah. So, but it's, I mean, here's a guy who, with his speed, if he can actually figure out a consistent way to get on base, that's a, that's a dude that's going to be an everyday player. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. Three fifty eight game. and that's the thing the Dodgers don't really have an element of of those like, those speedster guys before tolls and the kind of that guy who could really like lead the team in stolen bases and take that extra base or stretch a single into a double. And he brings a nice element to the game that I'm, we're going to need come playoff time. That's yeah, for sure. he's definitely shaping off on that playoff roster like uh, that that you know official pinch runner guy. Yeah, you know, <laughs> a la his manager back in 04 with yeah. the Boston Red Sox. <laughs> Hello. Because after tolls, who would be the Dodgers speedster? Jock. 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 It is, it is Jock. Jock. I mean, and then to a lesser extent, Seager. Seager. Yeah. So they don't have speed. Speed's not one of the things they have. They do now. <laughs> yeah. Tolls is nice. And. That's all of Friedman, you know, because he came up with Tampa, so yeah. he brought him over. Uh, thank him for Libertor as well. <laughs> um, Turner hit his 24th in that 1-0 Dodgers win, the Rich Hill one. Uh, I think that's a career high for him, right? Yes. I believe. <laughs> so he's just gonna, he's got another month plus to add on to that, so he'll get to 30 bombs for his third, first 30 on the season. Uh, Sagan, uh, big week for Rob <laughs> Sagan, and not only does he hit his first homer, but the next day he hits a second homer, and then they pull him. From the game, he thinks he's coming out for a double switch, and then they're like, "No, nope, your wife's in labor. <laughs> Get to the hospital." <laughs> what a week! How great is that, though? Really? <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday to his kid, and uh, yeah, absolutely, dad, dad hits a couple bombs for your son. So. Well, welcome to the world, <laughs> yeah. Robinson Saganin. So Rob Saganin and his wife Robin Saganin, yes, <laughs> have their son Robinson Saganin. Love it. Do I see a, a George Foreman thing? Maybe I hope so. I hope so. I hope they just get different Robin, different spellings of Robins in there. Yeah, yeah. R- R-Y-N, you know, just I-N, just R-E-N. That's it. That's it. Robin. But, you know, I mean, the, the ball was flying out of Cincinnati that one game, and it was great. Did you see that audio when Agons comes back after his home run? He's like, I love this park. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's great audio, <laughs> folks. If you haven't heard it, you yeah, know? yeah. Uh, be- because one of them, he really did not think was a going to be a home run. Right. He, he said, like uh, I believe he said later, eh, Dodger Stadium, that ball dies. So, you know, in, in, at the warning track. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was, oh, it went over. Yeah. <laughs> Keep running. <laughs> um, so. Josh knows this, but uh, anybody light you guys up on the Twitter? You know what happened 50 years ago with um, Chavez Ravine? I haven't. I don't, but I have an idea of where it might be going. <laughs> okay. Beatles, Beatles-ish there. The Beatles okay. played Chavez Ravine okay. on this date 50 years ago. It's crazy. I feel really young. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the 10th row. I feel very old. Ah, <laughs> uh, boy. So, uh, you know. Looking ahead to this week, okay, it's you can't have a collapse because you come off this high where you take two out of three from the Giants, two out of three from the Cubs. Now you go on the road for a short three-game set with Colorado, off day Thursday, and then come back for three with the Pods. 
can't have a letdown here. And Colorado has played the Dodgers reasonably tough this year. That's always the team I worry about Come every pennant race at the end of the year. That team, the Rockies, don't, don't be mistaken, they're usually not in it, but they're usually the ones beating up the teams that are in it. Right. They do, so. yeah. They, they do have a knack <laughs> And for... they've done this consistently the last couple of seasons. So that team I really don't like facing towards the end of the year. <laughs> they definitely want to stick it to uh, the Dodgers, and no doubt. in Colorado, so tough. Always to beat them in Colorado. True, true. So, so it would be nice to come come away with, uh, you know, at least a 500 a week, if not a 4 and 2 week. Yeah. That would be very delightful. Uh, you guys want to say anything uh, else before we sign off, gang? AJ, I wish you luck, buddy. Seriously. Just wanna, I just want to say thank you for your years of service. <laughs> hey, the Phils are going to, uh, you, they're getting a great catcher. And, you know, their catcher is kind of a young guy yeah. whose name is escaping me right at the moment, but can hit. But, you know, could probably use a little shaping as far as how to handle the staff and stuff like that. And they got a very young staff over there. So, AJ, this could be a prolonging of his career, actually. And I could it see probably him, is, yeah. yeah. And I can see him managing after this. Yeah. Right. So, right. you know, I think he's got that temperament and... Another catcher-manager. Play the right position. Yeah. Play the right position. Most of them are catchers, aren't they? You don't yeah, come right? across players who are so... You, you do want to help, but so universally loved by a clubhouse, which is what he was, which is kind of really like the shock with the team and the trade. So That's true. You know. We wish you the best, AJ. Well, all right, guys. Uh, for Hunter Marks and Joshua Gershon, I am Mike Conley. This has been another edition of uh, Dodgers Rap 360. Thanks for tuning in with us. Thanks, guys. Go Dodgers. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. <laughs> <laughs> 